walking is when your best ideas come to life. The Wisdom Walks podcast and community is an inspired network of over 35,000 dedicated to exploring creative solutions to life's biggest challenges and opportunities. Enjoy listening to our podcast interviews coupled with wisdom from experts and leaders from all walks of life. In-person Wisdom Walks will be scheduled throughout the year. Receive actionable tips to become the leader you were meant to be. Enjoy ideas to be healthier, happier, and more successful. Learn from supportive guests that share wise and highly personal stories of transformation. We'll provide you with prompts and suggested songs to couple with your walks. I'm your host, Lee Mitchell, a community builder and brand strategist. Follow and listen to the Wisdom Walks podcast on your favorite social media platforms with hashtag Wisdom Walks Podcast. When you hear the Wisdom to Walk music, it's now time to speed up. Thank you so much, Lee, and I am uh, so privileged and honored to be here. Um, I absolutely love your community and you, um, so yes, thank you so much for having me here. Um, so I am one of the co-founders and transformative travel and impact coach of Yugo Impact and Yugo Changemakers, and basically what I do is I use travel and volunteering to help people create the personal and global change that they would like to. Really, we work with people to help them step in and up-level their impact, their giving back, how they want to make a difference in the world. And we help them to really believe in themselves and have the mindset, the clarity, the confidence, the resources and community to, to do that, to live the life that they really want to live and create the impact that they want to. Yeah, I mean... That's on the business side of things, on the personal side of things. I'm uh, a major humanitarian. I have done extensive volunteering locally and internationally. Um, my heart lives in Uganda, where I do a lot of work with the, um, the disability sport community. I'm a big believer in the power of sport um, to help those with uh, disabilities and to help change um, mainstreams. Uh, mindset around them. And yeah, I, I believe so much in being a part of, you know, the good in the world, being a force for good, um, as my business partner, Nicole, likes to term it. And yeah, and I love to inspire and help others do the same. That's lovely. And you're also a mother to a beautiful daughter who I've had the honor of meeting and it not, and I actually got to meet her through one of uh, the trips that uh, that you uh, put on to Costa Rica, where we were able to help a a woman's organization, um, like a you know real grassroots uh, meeting of of women who are trying to better their lives, and we help them to create uh, a new outdoor space for their uh, kitchen supplies and so that they can, you know, continue to uh, work towards having greater opportunities in their livelihood. And your daughter was, was there working in the trenches with us. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's it's been incredible seeing not only you, but um, your family uh, in, in this um, also got to meet your mom as well on, on that trip. So 
what's it been like working with uh, your family in your business? That's kind of a neat thing. Um, I have been honestly so blessed and am extremely grateful for the support that my family has um, given me towards making this happen. Um, yeah, Kiela came to Costa Rica. It was um, the third trip that I had led um, abroad, you know, meshing, volunteering with coaching. And yeah, I was so lucky to have my mom eager to come and not only be a part of the program, but also help me with Kiela while we were there. And my family has just been incredibly, incredibly supportive. I have the most amazing village of people around me when it comes to to taking care and helping me with Kiela. I actually was able to lead my very first um, program, uh, transformative travel program to Belize when Kiela was only 10 months old. And before she was two, I, I led another one to Nepal where I was literally gone for two and a half weeks. And uh, again, my family pitched in, shared her around. She spent time with grandparents and aunts and uncles and Ian, my husband. And, you know, I believe she's a more resilient child because she has such comfort knowing that she has a whole plethora of people that love her and she feels just as comfortable in their homes as she does in ours. Um, yeah, I've, I've been a big believer in convergence, converging different areas of your life and having overlap. And so, you know, volunteering is important to me. Travel is important to me, my family, my business. And I'm lucky that I literally have, have been able to um, overlap all of those circles um, with Yugo Impact. And it's pretty awesome that when I'm volunteering, I'm doing work. And when I'm, you know, I bring my family to volunteering things, it's, it's all part of Yugo and what we stand for. So I'm super, super happy to be able to bring it all together, all the passions and things that I value and create impact through it. I love the concept of convergence because, you know, we only have so many hours in a day and if, if we want to create, a, design a life to thrive, then we really have to think about all the things that take up time and space in our lives and how, you know, we can inventory the things that are important to us and spend more time doing those things. So I'm a believer in what you're talking about, the idea of converging on doing, like for me, for example, uh, I like to do, I, I'm very afraid of making uh, videos uh, where I'm talking about my business and my life and stuff like that. I find it extremely intimidating. But what I do is I will go out into the forest and I, I sort of just connect with nature for a few minutes. I get relaxed and then I work. I, I get live on a video or I uh, record videos that I'll use. And so I'm, there I am working in the forest. Uh, spending time in nature is really important to me. So converging that time with um, business practices and business things that I have to get done has been a real aha moment for me um, in the last few years is like, what, what are some of the activities that I love doing and can they um, converge across uh, the different areas of my life to bring everything together? So I'm spending more time doing things that I love and I'm relaxed enough to be able to take those on. So, yeah. Absolutely. Cause if not, if you were to spend your whole day working and then the nature time only gets fit in, if you have the time, then you may not get your nature time. And instead you're like, I'm going to converge it. I'm going to mesh it 
right into my business practice so that I get my nature and I get my business done. I, I, yeah, it was actually at an amazing conference. I think it was at one of your thrive conferences that Mm -hmm. spoke about convergence and it completely has impacted me. And instead of trying to balance things and knowing that if I do more work, well, then it means less volunteering. If I have more social time, it means less work time. And instead literally all the areas of my life are just meshed in. I work with one of my best friends. We've partnered, we're friends and we're partnering doing this. I feel like I've, you know, when we finish this, I'll be like, awesome. I just caught up with my good friend Lee, like, you know, and that's filling my social cup. So I have been so lucky to create a life that, um, yeah, has the ability to converge all the things that I love. Yeah. And we, we actually have, uh, Jennifer Beale was the person that brought that philosophy together. And yeah, it it made me think for the first time about how important, um, being more happy in your work life is. And that, especially as entrepreneurs, we have control over that, but I've even been coaching people that work in, uh, corporate situations to have the, uh, the courage to, do things a little outside of the box. So like, you know, a manager who's in charge of employees doing a walking meeting uh, and encouraging their staff to do the same thing. So like everybody may be like in separate locations, but everyone's going for a walk while they're um, meeting if they're able to do that. So those, yeah, those things are important, but um, let's, let's talk a little bit more about your, the amazing accomplishments that you have been able to uh, do through, through you go. So there's obviously there is the, the trips that you take, but then you're also working with business owners uh, to create more impact and be more heroic in their business practices so that they can create a more, uh, sustainability impact and uh, hopefully making lives better in in the process. So tell us about that. Yeah. So um, our programs generally are geared towards people who have that feeling inside of them that they just want to be doing more, more good in the world, more giving back. And so we get people from, you know, different walks of life, whether professionals or entrepreneurs and what we're finding is there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are doing good. They are helping people. They are, you know, whether it's a business coach or someone who's making, you know, a product and selling it, but they're not necessarily doing what, what I would consider heroic business or conscious business. And that's that step above where you are actually working towards say like one of the UN sustainability goals that through your business, you're also helping reduce like global poverty or, you know, moving forward human rights issues. And what I feel is that um, people get, they're, they're passionate about their business, but by adding that component and infusing it right into their business practice, it literally up levels their motivation, their why, often their bottom line as well. Um, it, it makes them feel even that much more excited to um, engage in their business. And so that's, that's kind of like, I look at the two layers of what, for example, you go impact is all about. We help people here, you know, who want to do more. And so it's our clients, you know, generally from North America, parts of Europe, and 
it's awesome. It's awesome that we are transforming and changing their lives, helping them gain more purpose, sense of, you know, um, passion in their life, greater feeling of difference. And then at the same time, the communities that we're actually working with abroad are communities in need. So like when we were um, in Costa Rica together, we were actually creating impact for a group of women living in, you know, a disadvantaged rural area. Mm -hmm. uh, the same, we, we run a program to Tanzania and are working with Dare Women's Foundation. Again, a group of women who, you know, are in need there and we were, we were building them, you know, a shelter um, and a place for them to find security and everything like that. So we feel that that's the really heroic part of our business. That's the piece where we feel that we are really doing really, really good in this world. And I think any business can infuse that, can become a conscious business, at least reducing the harm that they're doing. Um, you know, so many businesses are like, I work and I do great stuff. But when you look at it, you know, they give it a ton of swag at an event and it's all plastic and it's all, you know, made in some who knows what factory somewhere. And we're just like even taking the step to using more conscious and eco-friendly swag at an event. That's a step a business can take. Um, but then it's like maybe you can up level even more and have a percentage of your you know, net proceeds go towards a charity, or maybe you can, you know, um, sell a product that specifically, you know, again, proceeds go to um, helping an amazing cause somewhere. So there's ways to it literally infuse right into your business, these conscious and sustainable practices that literally make the world a better place. And it's not just about helping your customers. It's literally about helping people um, who are struggling and suffering in the world. Yeah, that's that's so important. And it's it makes a good it makes for a good business decision too, right? Because uh, people consumers want to do business with those that are uh, doing good, uh, being helpful in the world and creating positive change in the world that are ethical, that are responsible. I mean, even just last week, the whole foods with wearing the poppy. And, you know, I think sometimes our policies and procedures don't allow for, for being human. And uh, it, you know, we, we want to see people wearing poppies because, you know, we have the freedom that we have because of uh, soldiers and, and whatnot that, that created freedom for us. So it's been, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think that people will see companies that, that make those slip ups differently. Uh, hopefully they can repair that and, you know, we all make mistakes and we can all learn from our mistakes, but I think it's, it's, it's really clear that people want to see, uh, businesses doing the right thing. Absolutely. They've, they've actually shown that companies that uh, do take sort of conscious steps or, or conscious or heroic, whatever term you want to use, involved enterprise, um, they actually do better than, um, you know, the, the top 500 um, companies. Um, they have also shown that the, the next generation, you know, the millennials are caring. They are choosing conscious over 
you know, businesses who really don't care or if anything are doing harm. Um, and yeah, a lot of people think, oh, if I do good, it affects my bottom line. It does, but in a positive way, a hundred percent, it builds trust. It builds, um, it, it, yeah, it's just like you said, if you're going to buy an article of clothing, why not buy one that helps get 10 trees planted rather than one with a questionable, you know, history of where it was made and no impact in the world. And so many people are choosing um, especially with the climate crisis that we're in to be, you know, working with partnering with, um, buying from companies that are just more conscious overall. Um, so conscious businesses, heroic, evolved enterprises, whatever the term, um, it's something to really consider. And you can start, even if you're a small, you know, solopreneur, that is game changing. I know I've gone to you know, marketplaces at different events. And I absolutely gravitate towards buying, you know, articles of clothing products and stuff when someone says, hey, this is actually helping, you know, refugees somewhere or whatever over someone who's just like, yeah, this is something I made and it's beautiful and it's, it could even be handcrafted. But if they say I made this and a part of my proceeds I used to help, you know, uh, Syrian refugees. Wow. A hundred percent. I will buy from them over somebody else. So I just, I'm a big believer and it's part of what we do at Yugo. We help business owners, you know, navigate that and figure out what is the best for them and what is the best because they'll have a personal thing, their business, they'll, there'll be a cause that it makes sense for their business to be involved in their employees, making sure all stakeholders are involved and we help them navigate that process um, so that it just up levels their motivation and excitement for the work that they do. And, and literally the effects in all aspects of their business are significant. It, it helps with employee retainment, mm. um, engagement, like there are so many things. Um, it helps with client retention. When you have clients that are getting involved really heavily with your, um, humanitarian endeavors, it builds an extraordinary bond and relationship to know that, you know, you, your employees, your clients are all working together to make beautiful um, differences in the world. That creates a loyalty that is, is, is truly hard to find, to be honest. And yeah, those are the kind of things that we help people to navigate. So through, through my learning about creating social impact in organizations that are not, like the in-between organizations, so not hardcore capitalism, don't give a crap about what they're doing in the world or how it's impacting the world, and then the not-for-profit charity, charitable organization, uh, you know, in the middle, you have organizations that want to make impact and want to do uh, the right thing, but don't know where to start. So what are some tips? What are some ideas that they can do to create more impact in their business, but make it so that it's sustainable? So um, I love that because you're right. Um, capitalism is a force. It's, you know, uh, people always assume capitalism is horrible it can be horrible. Like you said, if they are doing awful things that, you know, and not caring, but capitalism can also be one of the most powerful tools for good. 
right? The more we can make any company that's profitable care about their business practices. When you hear the Wisdom to Walk music, it's now time to speed up. And like we said, do good. So there's actually kind of a spectrum of doing good as a business. And there's, it, it kind of goes from, like I said before, doing no harm. So just even taking an audit of all of your business practices, relationships, uh, policies, procedures, and seeing if they're literally doing harm in any way. Like we said, is your swag, you know, ethical? Um, do you have policies on all sorts of things? Like, you know, what are your maternity policies like and your pay policies and all sorts or paternity policies too. So all of that stuff. So even just doing an audit of where things lie now and what you can improve to, to even have like a zero harm, but not only that to then, what can you do to start helping, start helping with, you know, moving the women's right dial forward, moving diversity, creating more inclusion, um, uh, creating more accessibility. So there's all of those kinds of things that you can even just currently take what you're doing now and turn the dials up on. So that's the do no harm end of things. Just literally don't use, you know, bad, you know, make sure your partners are good. Um, there's amazing organizations and, and social enterprises out there that you could be using for so many things. There's a print shop called Eva's print shop where she trains um, youth. I believe they're, they're homeless youth in the printing um, process and it's a company. And so she trains them so that they know how to, to do all of that and they're getting trained. And at the same time, you and I as business owners can go and get anything that we need printed and created through them. Why not use them over staples? So those kind of partnerships you can look at to just turn the dial up a little bit to just your practices being more um, uh, conscious. Mm -hmm. Then there is what's called CSR. So corporate social responsibility. And that's like cutting checks here and there to different organizations, maybe having a volunteer day. In big companies, um, and even small ones, it tends to be like outside of the business model. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an afterthought. Maybe there's a little team over here that organizes a little day. The, uh, that's great. Don't get me wrong. Doing something is better than nothing. Absolutely. If, if that's something you want to do and keep, awesome. But what's truly amazing is when you infuse doing good right into your business model. That's companies like Patagonia, whose entire supply stream is eco and amazing. And they donate 1% of their profits to environmental things. They do grants to people working on environmental issues. Their entire business model is conscious, is working towards helping with climate change. Um, so that's the other thing you can do. Tom's shoes was another popular one where you buy a pair of shoes and you donated one away. That business model actually proved to not be um, ideal because uh, these communities would literally get a massive shipment of shoes into their community, um, which is great, except it would put all of the shoe suppliers and shoe stores and everyone out of business for the year in a small community. And so sometimes going and infusing something from somewhere else into a community that's got an ecosystem is not always the right thing to do. I can literally have an entire podcast just dedicated to 
good practices when dealing with charities and international giving. Um, but so they've changed their model. Um, but it's those kinds of things that you can do a buy one, donate one kind of a, um, a, a business model. There are so many different ways to do something in your business. Um, there's even, if you're a startup, you can donate 1% of your, um, if you eventually sell your business, 1%, um, would be given to a charity. So even if you're like, I can't get, afford to donate anything right now, um, you, that's, that, that exists. And the name of, called, uh, oh my gosh, the name literally is, um, escaping me right now, but it's, that's an amazing organization you can get involved in. So even if you don't have anything now, but you're planning on making tons of money or selling a startup or something like that, that's how you can tie giving in right into your business model. There are so many ways, um, and there's creativity around it. There's picking the right cause, something that you are personally passionate about, but also that makes sense for your business. For example, restaurants will often do a lot around feeding programs. You know, it just makes sense to, if you're a restaurant, maybe you're looking at food security issues. Um, but that being said, if the owner, you know, has had a personal, uh, you know, situation happen with, with cancer, even though it's a restaurant, they may pick that as their charity of, of choice. And that's, again, the kind of stuff that we would dive into with people to make sure it makes sense on a personal level, but also on a business level and looking at the different things. So honestly, even if you're just taking the time to think about a cause that you'd be passionate and excited about to help, and what is a small way within your business? Is it a small percentage? Is if you reach a certain financial goal that you give a donation? Is it that you're going to use more um, suppliers, you know, that do good, that that your products will come from from places that are naturally supporting you know, individuals with disabilities making the products or refugees somewhere. So there's lots of different ways. Um, it's just taking the time to think about it in a strategic way. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess the other thing would be then how do you promote it without looking like, oh, look at me, I'm, you know, so ethical and responsible. And, yeah. and it almost seems like people are afraid of looking self-serving. Uh, so that's, to me, that, that's an, an, an interesting, how do you do good and promote it without looking like, yeah, I guess looking, I, I think, I think that has a lot of, I think at least the women that I've come across is that they almost want to keep the good deeds that they're doing hidden. Yes. And I don't think that's necessarily the way to do it. So how do you, do you work with people once they've, decided what they're going to do to then announce it and to continue to show what they're doing. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. Yes, it, it is a business decision. And some people will say, Oh, they're just doing it for business purposes. I think that that ultimately, especially when it comes to, you know, solo entrepreneurs who can share their story. I think when you do share, it will be obvious if there's a passion or if it's a business choice. I, I feel the same all the time. It is literally, literally what you just talked about is something I struggle with all the time. I do not give 
to be seen giving. Mm -hmm. But I also know that my giving has often inspired others. My doing good has inspired others. Um, and there is a reality. You want your clients to know that this product is doing good. And not just so that you can make money, but because you want them to buy from you so that those people can benefit more. Like it, it's a tricky thing, um, sharing on social and everything like that. But if you do it out of integrity, it, I think your, your clients will just know, like I, I, that's the best thing I can say. Anybody that knows me understands my motivations and things like that. You know, I just shared that I, I made a, a generous donation to Nonina's table. Um, and at first I felt uncomfortable, but then I thought, no, you know what? Tons of people sell their houses. This would be a great idea if people consider doing something like this. And even if one person was like, that's awesome. And down the road sold their house and donated because they got more than they expected or something. That's awesome. And it's, it's not about me. It's because I am striving to change people's minds, change people's perspective, get them to take action. And, you know, you would rave about your product. Why not rave about the good work that you're doing? Like it's, it's a pride thing. You're just proud. I, I'm proud of the work that I do. That's, you know, good in the world. I'm proud that we you know, uh, our swag is ethical and I am, you know, partnering with companies that do great things. Um, I'm excited about it because I believe of the good it's going to do. I think if you're sharing from a place of like your excitement, your desire to do good, you know, and if someone's going to say, oh, there's Lee, she's just doing that to, you know, sell more women in business, they don't know you and don't worry about them. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you can't please everybody. And I believe that changing the world is a really important thing to do. And I think more of us should be doing it and making it the norm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I hate when someone does something that's like, to me, just being a human being. And then they celebrate that they, you know, opened the door for somebody with a disability one day. And I'm just like, why is that news? Um, but yeah, I just think sharing is, is how we make it just the norm that all businesses should be doing this. It'll be like, Hey, what, what good are you doing with your business? It's just conversation at that point and not this like, wow. And, you know, needs to be screamed from the rooftops. It all businesses will just be expected. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it absolutely does. And I guess it leads me to the next uh, segment of our interview. And that is how mentors and uh, setting goals for ourselves can make all the difference. So we just did a Facebook live. We were holding each other accountable. We didn't really know what the hell we were doing, but we helped each other out. We were patient and flexible and we got through it and it's live. <laughs> it's live now. And so, um, one of the things that you talked about in that interview that we did was the invisible mentorship. Those people that you're following that don't know you're following them. Maybe there's someone famous. Maybe there's someone that, you know, you just haven't reached out to, but you're following what that, what they're doing. And you're using that as courage to create your own change and impact and set goals and that sort of thing. And you're learning from them. So mentorship is really important. And we, know that through our mentorship, 
program that women are more courageous when someone is leading them. Scientifically, it's proven that if you have two people at the bottom of the hill, and you know maybe it's like Mount Kilimanjaro, like mm-hmm. you've you've been on with with your trips, and you know you're at the bottom of the hill, and if there's one just one person there, they're going to see the obstacles as much higher and maybe insurmountable than say when you know there's a group of women that are at the bottom of the mountain looking at it or even just one other person as long as they they have psychological safety with those people then their how they perceive it scientifically is proven that they can accomplish more so having a mentor is really important especially if if you can take it a step beyond the invisible mentor and someone you can actually talk to and have that, that, um, you know, championing of, of each other. It might be based on the, the mentee getting something, but usually, and we've talked about this before, the, the mentor gets a lot out of these things as well. So tell us about um, what mentorship has meant to you and, and what your experience has been in working with women in biz and all of the calls that you've been on, you're one of our mentors. So you're our um, account, uh, sorry, you're our transformation and impact mentor. And you're also helping us with our accountability and impact club. So yeah, just, just give us a brief overview on what that experience is like for you. Yeah, it's interesting because so many people will say, who is your mentor growing up? To be honest, I didn't really have a mentor growing up and I had invisible mentors. Anne of Green Gables was one of my mentors. Uh, Joe March from Little Women was one of my mentors. And, you know, I was able to look at them and extract, like, I love that they did this. And I love that they were brave. And I love that they stood their ground and who they were and, you know, followed their passions and their dreams. So I started with the invisible mentors um, and I still have what I would call invisible or non-formal mentorships. I have a number of Facebook friends, um, incredible women and a few men doing extraordinary things. And I, I seek their mentorship. I follow them. I literally am like, oh, this is how they launched their product. I should launch mine in a similar way. Um, and some of them I look to for inspiration. Um, you know, there's, there's someone who is a peer. She's an amazing copywriter but she posts, you know, inspiring things all the time. And, and she just, she's so, this is me. And I don't give an F what anybody thinks. I find that super inspiring. So she, in a way is a mentor for that aspect of my life. Um, And then in terms of like real in-person mentors, I have been lucky to, you know, again, have a number of incredible female entrepreneurs who are ahead of me, um, you know, I still remember watching you at one of your um, events. And I remember you, I was the one where you wore a hat and you walked down the aisle and you were dancing. And this is like pre me wanting to be on, like getting on stages and all of that. And that was like super inspiring. And I was like, wow, she's doing it with such like confidence, um, you know, again. And so many times I've, you know, we've had, I had a, a session with, um, with, oh my goodness, I, you know, Tracy, uh, your finance mentor. Oh, Tra- Tracy, visit. Um, again, 
finances, not my thing. She was totally able to take Nicole and I through stuff. She gave us a ton of like wisdom and things like that. Um, I've always watched Deborah Christmas within, you know, your organization. Again, how she has, you know, such poise and professionalism. I, I just have been so blessed to have had these mentors in my life. Um, I have, I haven't had a really, really formal, like, I am your mentor, we are going to meet. I feel I've had a ton of like, let's grab coffees, I'm going to learn some amazing wisdom and nuggets from you. Um, with again, a number of I, I've been so lucky to be a part of a number of communities, entrepreneurial communities in Toronto. And I've just met with people who again, are a few steps ahead or doing something within their business that I find fascinating. Um, and being able to tap into their wisdom, their, you know, having gone through the journey ahead of me. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think that mentoring is, it doesn't have to be somebody who is ahead of you in all the ways. It's that there is something specific about them that you want the mentorship piece. So, you know, I may need someone whose business is just, just starting, but how they show up on social media is like just phenomenal and they're incredible. And I'm like, wow, I could be met by you in that area. Um, and I think that's the key thing. Your mentor doesn't have to be all the things and shiny in all the ways. It's that you can be really strategic and think, I want to understand and learn this aspect of them. Um, they may have business practices I don't believe in or don't agree with or whatever, but if they're doing elements of their business or their life in ways that inspire me and that I can see, I can learn from, I will usually reach out and say, Hey, can we go for coffee? I'd love to pick your brain about something and, and have wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's, I, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that really helps, uh, with our programs that we don't have to, you don't have to have that awkward conversation where you have to say, can I pick your brain? Because, you know, oftentimes entrepreneurs are like, it's like the dreaded words. Like I can barely have time to brush my teeth, let alone like fit in a, a pick my brain conversation. It's, it can be tough because we're, we're challenged. So one of the things that I talk about in, in being, uh, in creating a, a sustainable mentoring relationship or even a sustainable collaboration is that it's win-win. Um, obviously being a mentor, you're not in it to, get anything out of it other than helping, which is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like we said on our, um, our other, our Facebook live call, it's not about like, you know, helping people with the idea, well, I'm going to like my, I have an ulterior motive and that's to, to like sell them uh, on <laughs> the worst, right? Everyone hates that, right? So it's like, it's genuine, it's genuine. It's about, having uh, a, a time each month where you don't have to have that awkward conversation. You have access to people that um, on the call are being, you know, called out to, uh, to give back their time. Like, you know, if, if you experienced this challenge, what would you do in this situation? You know, those types of things. So, uh, you know, I, I like to think we take the awkwardness out of it. The other thing that I think we do is, uh, and I'm going to speak to what you were saying is 
uh, that someone starting out in business can be your mentor. I love that you mentioned that, Jill, because one of the things that we do a little bit differently at Women in Biz than other organizations, and not to say that there there aren't benefits to how other organizations do it, but some have like, you know, you have to be making a certain amount of income in order to be a part of um, our, you know, program or services, that sort of thing. And if you don't do, if you don't, aren't part of that, then you can't join the conversation. But I've always held strong to my own values around that, that I wanted to be the everyday woman's business network. And that it was really important that people could see the value in connecting at people at different, different ages, different stages, different income levels, that we all come together and that we have an open mind about what we can learn from each other. A hundred percent. I totally love that. I love that on your calls and you're getting a full range. You're getting such a range of perspective, experience. Um, I've, I've learned so much from so many of your mentors when they share, you know, whether they're the featured mentor that month or just on a call. Um, they're always like so insightful and the willingness to, to really share their knowledge um, is, is amazing. And you're right. They may, and What's amazing too is sometimes it's not the person you, you think is going to have the answer that literally drops some like extraordinary nugget of wisdom. And you're like, wow, like that's, a, you know, someone non-financial might give you the best like financial advice. Like, I, I think that's what I, I really love is I learn such awesome things um, every, every mentorship. Like there's always little nuggets I walk away with. I walk away feeling like inspired and motivated and really supported. I, I think that's the other great thing. I feel like you could ask any question and you won't feel, you know, foolish or, oh, you know, these women are here and I'm here in my journey. Um, that it, there's just a comfort and, a, and such a trusting, um, supportive environment there. I, I really, really love that about that. And all of the mentors that you have selected are good in not just their areas of expertise, but are just warm great people you know who are so willing to give and share all their knowledge on all sorts of things yeah that's one of the things that I find so incredible since starting my business and going from the corporate world to the entrepreneurial world is that I find that the that the people that I'm surrounded with now are they share the same mindset they have that generous spirit to them but they also have their, their boundaries and that's important, uh, you know, and, and they're tied into their values. And Jill, you, you, as I've said many times, like you lit a light bulb that went off, like astoundingly went off in my head about, I didn't even know, I never thought about what my values were. I, I felt like I was living my values, but I never sat down and really defined what's important to me. And through an exercise that you did at one of your, your Yugo impact courses uh, or um, programs, I found out what my values were. And now it's so much easier to make decisions. Uh, on that note, I, I think we're, we're getting towards the end of our podcast and uh, interview. And I just want to ask you, you know, what are we going to get out of you being involved with um, our new uh, accountability and impact club, which will be a part of our mentor circles going forward for members? What's that 
mean to you and and how do you see that playing out um so in terms of like me and my particular role i plan on creating a really really safe supportive non-judgmental um environment we spoke earlier I will be in the trenches with you. I will be holding, you know, myself accountable to, to something um, that I want to be working on. And I will be looking at and addressing the blocks that I'm having. And I will be doing that alongside the other participants. Um, and I'll be fostering that and I'll be fostering a safe place. But there will also be that that challenging of, you know, the why aren't things getting done? I will be holding you accountable. And I think that's the key thing. Too often we're like, oh, you had a rough week. That's too bad. Absolutely. In certain cases, that can be a reason. In other cases, it is often an excuse. And I think that's the kind of stuff we want to be, we'll be looking at, um, sort of looking into what are the blocks? What are the recurring patterns? What are the things that you're constantly not wanting to do? What's the block there? And honestly, maybe this is something you need to outsource. You know, if it's a vital piece of your business and it's taking up a lot of time, energy and and causing a lot of, you know, internal doubt and all of that, maybe it needs to be passed to someone else. So we'll be looking at that. We'll be fostering um, a really healthy leadership mindset. We'll be looking to up-level your, you know, the participant's impact. Um, You know, what's their why for their business and how can we make that, a more conscious why, a more heroic why. Um, and I think we'll be really creating a space where you'll feel championed and cheerleaded, mm-hmm. um, supported by a group of women who genuinely want to see you succeed, are willing to help you succeed, and are willing to stand up for you to help you reach the potential that we all know that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's the thing. Too many times you kind of, let people slide like we talked about or let people off the hook. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of saying, you know what? I believe in you. I believe you can do that Facebook live. I believe you can. I know you can. And so I want to see it, you know, really standing up for people. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really excited. I, I want to feel like I'm really a partner within people's businesses and lives, mm-hmm. helping them work towards this and that we're all in this like together because we really are as female entrepreneurs creating an ecosystem of support and care, um, really working together to achieve a a collective goal of us all doing well in our businesses. There's something really exciting about them. Yeah, that's so what I'll sort of end that with what we are C's of uh, impact. So, you know, we're going to create clarity. uh, We're going to challenge and we're going to cheerlead. So those are the three C's that um, are really going to be a part of this. And do you have any final words to add on, on this awesome collaboration? Yeah, just, I am so thrilled to, to be a mentor. Um, if any members are listening to this and you are looking to figure out how to make your business more conscious or to up-level your impact, um, either, you know, connect with Lee and, and reach out to me directly or join the accountability and impact club so that we can work together to, to help you really step up in your business and, and thrive. Um, I'm just, I'm super excited and so honored that you, um, you know, selected me to, to really help you with this initiative. I'm super, super excited. Oh, that's so great, Jill. So on that note, any final words that you want to share with us, anything that you have coming up that you want to uh, announce on our podcast? 
So what we do have coming up, sadly, we had to postpone our Courage Community Kilimanjaro program that was uh, scheduled for this this October um, to next fall. So um, it's a three-month coaching program that includes a two-week volunteer experience abroad to Tanzania, where we volunteer for one week and then we climb Kilimanjaro. And again, it's all about the diving into purpose. It's helping you gain clarity, um, confidence, community, the resources to really up-level the impact in your life figure out how you want to make a difference. Um, and that doesn't always mean jumping into a, you know, a charity, but whether you, you know, work a, a formal professional job or run your own business, it's, it's literally helping you to bring more joy, more happiness through into your life by creating more impact and doing good in the world. Mm. And where can they find you? Uh, you can find me. Um, we have a Yugo, so that's U-G-O. A Yugo Changemakers uh, Facebook group you can join, and the information about the um, Tanzania program is at yugoimpact.com slash Tanzania 2020. Woohoo! Awesome. I love it. I can't wait to see you um, out in the in the trenches again, uh, making a difference. Uh, Jill, thank you so much for being on our podcast it's your time to thrive. It's everyone's time to thrive. And I have no doubt that your wisdom and uh, inspiration is going to help people to do just that. Thanks Thanks again. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome.